0: Today I'd like to talk about relationships and optimism. So there's a idea that was coined by John Gottman that we, that a successful relationship has a quantity of about five positive emotions and positive interactions to one negative, um, and that when you reach a one-to-one ratio, one positive to one negative, that the relationship spirals uh, to divorce and separation. And they did this test where they studied, um, ten years earlier, they studied uh, these couples just for 15 minutes, and they rated the number of positive and negative interactions that these newly married couples had to try to predict how, um, what chance they had of success in marriage. And they found that the couples that had more negative interactions than the positive interactions um, were more likely to split. And so they went back and they tested their theory uh, 10 years later, and they found that they were 94% accurate in predicting which couples would succeed and which couples would, would fail. So the bottom line for a successful relationship is having positive interactions with one another. So those interactions can't be fake. You can't be um, Pollyanna and just pretending that things are good when they're not. But you need to, at a minimum, focus on five times as many good things in your relationship as bad things. Um, that's not to say that you know if your relationship is um, dysfunctional and completely messed up that you shouldn't leave um, you should if if it's not you who's creating that dynamic, which is a whole other topic. I can't get to it in this in this uh, video it's too complex but that being said, If you're the type of person, and I come from a history of these types of people, so I uh, know from experience that in our culture has a bias towards the negative. So if you're focusing on the negative, then um, you're not going to make it. Um, And, you know, again, I have to reinforce because I have close people in my life who completely ignore the negative and their lives have been destroyed by these negative people. So there's a balance between seeing what you bring to the table, the negativity that you bring to the table and what the other person's bringing to the table. Um, And ideally you work on this together where each one of you makes a commitment to find five times more beauty and joy in the other person than negativity. Uh, And when I say negativity, uh, you know, that includes things that you really should work on. You know, like maybe you're not fulfilled in one area of your life. Maybe you're not getting the type of intellectual stimulation that you need. Um, And you either need to um, address that in your relationship or go get it elsewhere and have an agreement or an understanding that that, particular part of yourself, those needs are met in other ways, or you try to develop them within the relationship. You know, that's just one example. I mean, it could be anything from agreements to parenting, agreements on finance, um, my own personal need to be heard. It can be, you know, having space for personal wellness. It can be, um, uh, you know, it can be, you know, the big three, which are health, money, uh, and sex. So any one of those. So those issues don't shouldn't be swept under the rug, but they need to be sandwiched in a five-layer sandwich. So that issue is too so you you know this I love the way that you this is me talking to my partner. I love the way that you nurture and care for our daughter. I'm re, I love the way that you uh, are cooking ethnic meals for us. Um, I love the way that you uh, garden and uh, keep our um, garden beautiful and thriving. And then, you know, inside of that, um, I need a little bit more uh, communication. I need you to communicate a little bit more and tell me more what you're feeling. Um, And then on the other side of that, like I am really grateful for you know the work you do around the house. I'm really grateful for your openness to to my uh, entrepreneurial pursuits. So that's five things that I am giving and and great and and uh, filling in, in the analogy of the fill your bucket book. I'm filling her bucket with positive recognitions that are real for me, that are real for her that uh are honest i'm not like um pretending that those things are real for me they are real for me i'm just making a point to focus on the positive five more times than i focus on the negative now they also showed in these studies that if you went to 13 to 1 13 positives to one negative then the relationship started to go south again That's because you've entered the realm of the Pollyanna. You've entered the realm of brushing important issues under the rug. You can't do that. Um, And John Gottman's new book will point to that, uh, his Eight Dates book, um, which he really encourages you to uh, talk about everything so that you really, you know, you are honoring, you are loving one another, you're coming from a positive place, you're interacting with one another, and you're also talking about the sticky stuff that's difficult. So you have to do both. But the point that I'm trying to make here is it's sort of a a holistic point in that you have to focus five times more on the positive, but you also have to deal with the negative. The thing that, the things that aren't working, you have to deal with both. Now you don't necessarily get to fix the negative, um, or change your partner in any way. They may or may not change. That's not a, um, very effective way to have a relationship. You don't get to try to change your partner. You get to make agreements with your partner and agree upon those and then keep developing your ability to honor each other and understand each other. Uh, It's not about change. Uh, That's a critical thing that most people get wrong. Uh, We try, we think that only if my partner were to change this, that, and the other behavior, it doesn't work that way. You don't even get to try to change your partner. Um, You know, sometimes people succeed in changing their partner, but 99% of the time that'll backfire and a, and a weird outcome will come on the backside of that because of that forced change. So you have to honor your partner and make agreements with your partner that they wholeheartedly embrace. Not that you force upon them. You don't force things upon your partner, upon your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever type of partnership you have. All these apply to work relationships and friend relationships too. Uh, you know, as soon as a relationship becomes on par negative to negative or negative to positive, then it's gonna it's gonna degrade. Um, and again you're constantly looking for the truth inside of an optimistic lens. So you're never really accessing the truth because you have a limited perspective. The truth is God, right? You don't, you're don't. you not God, so you don't know the whole truth. The whole truth, we could call that God. The whole truth is God. You're not God, you don't know the whole truth. The best that you can do is try to connect to your piece of it and keep weeding out the stuff that's not true. And inside of that not true exploration, you're also allowing, uh, I want to almost, I want to say it this way, a false optimism. You're embracing a false optimism as real. Just like the um, people in the, uh, I don't know when that was, but in the early days of, uh, Astronomy, before astronomy, um, in religious only times before science, that they embraced the world as flat. You know, it has its limitations, but it gave them a worldview, and that was what it did. And now we've most, most all of us have let go of that worldview. A few people actually hold on to it because it gives them something. Worldviews give you something. Flat earthers have a community. They have, a, uh, they have the internal justification of their own righteousness. They can be right. And they can look at other people and, and scoff and say how silly and stupid they are and reinforce their own ego. So having a belief gives you things. So what I'm saying to you is create a belief in optimism. Even though I'm also saying at the same time that You're not going to know whether it's false or true. Uh, It is just what it is. Uh, But it it creates that worldview that optimists have. They're healthier. They're more productive. They're happier. They have better results on every measure. So even if you can't, don't worry about whether it's true or not. So that's it. Five times more positive than negative in your relationship. Don't be Pollyanna. Don't go up to 13 times positive to one negative, deal with the issues at hand, but sandwich them in the worldview of an optimist. If you're not an optimist, surround yourself with optimists. I'm always harping the idea, put people around you that you want to be like. Don't put yourself around people that are dragging you down to areas that you want you don't want to be like. Now, so many of us do this in the pursuit of helping others, but a lot of times we're just pumping up our ego. So, Let your ego be challenged and hang around with people that are better than you. And then you'll be risen up. um, So you got to develop. I'm going to leave it on this. In order to do any of this stuff where you're going to transform your life, you have to develop an inner confidence. And that's of true confidence as opposed to a false confidence. A false confidence um, makes you think that you are better than you are. At the expense of other people, so a true confidence allows you to see the greatness in others and celebrate it. So, if you're noticing that you're seeing the greatness in others and feeling um, worse or bad, or like you want, or they're like you want to attack them, um, that's a false confidence. Uh, so, you have to let that false confidence go, and then start to really dig for the true confidence. And true confidence is built brick by brick. It's not built. It's built workout by workout. It's built difficult conversation by difficult conversation. It's built, uh, you know, um, exploration by exploration and experimentation by experimentation and self-reinforcing transformation of your own internal monologue again and again and again, but it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, big successes help, uh, but big failures could just easily take you the other way. So you've confidence is built in lots of little steps and lots of little reorientations of the way you think about yourself and others. I hope that's helpful. Please subscribe and uh, send me questions. I need questions. I'm trying to figure out what to say to you guys based on what's coming up for me. And I'd rather have you tell me what's coming up for you. Have a great day.